Welcome listeners, but take heed. We will say whatever we need to share our knowledge, thoughts, and joy, and even things that do annoy. So join us now, but be aware. We have a tendency to swear. We'll dial it back a little bit. But frankly, we don't give a shit. Welcome to Just Keep Rolling, a Harry Potter book movie compare and contrast podcast. I'm Ellen. I'm Katie. And let's just keep rolling. Last time we covered chapter two of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Vanishing Glass, and its corresponding film scenes. Uh, we discussed how it omitted, the film omitted some characters, such as Pierce Polkis and Mrs. Fig, and it just ramped up on that child abuse, didn't it? Yeah, kind of doubled down it, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, which brought us to our Potter Ponderings, where we asked how on earth Harry, in, the, in light of all of that abuse, could have turned out normal and not... A serial killer. Or at least a psychopath. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of the same thing, but yeah. <laughs> Six in one, half dozen in the other. Yeah. We've also been asking you to share your dream, our dream casting for a Harry Potter fantasy Harry Potter remake. In a perfect world. In what, a perfect world. Yes. <laughs> Where the Ideally. movies are six hours long and... Or longer. Uh, yes. <laughs> Where there's three bathroom breaks involved and... Unless you have a teacher superpower and can hold it. Well, there's, yeah. I got gypped in superpowers, but it's handy some, at times. Some are born with greatness. <laughs> some have greatness thrust upon them. And some can just hold their pee for a really long time. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, so, yeah, we've been talking with you on Facebook about that. And not the pee thing, <laughs> but your fantasy Harry Potter cast. Um and we asked the trivia question, what made Aunt Marge ill? And if you answered, she ate a funny whelk, you're right. Well done. Congratulations to Richie Gagan for being the first person to answer with the code word. Well done, you. What is a whelk, by the way? Oh, uh, yeah, we had to look this up because a whelk is a predatory marine mollusk with a heavy pointed spiral shell some kinds of which are edible. So basically, it's a snail. Yeah, and apparently Marge ate the kind that isn't edible. Apparently. She ate a funny one. In this episode, we'll, we will continue on with Chapter 3, Letters from No One, and its corresponding film scenes. Chapter 3, The Letters from No One. Harry's punishment for the snake situation lasts until summer break starts, but he still has to deal with Dudley and his gang tormenting him. He can't wait until the fall, when he will be going to a different school than Dudley. One day in July, Petuna takes Dudley to London to buy his new school uniform and leaves Harry with Mrs. Fig, where he gets to watch television and eat chocolate cake that tastes like it's several years old. Later that night, Dudley is parading around in his uniform to Petunia and Vernon's delight and to Harry's rib-cracking amusement. The next morning, there's a, a horrible smell in the kitchen. Harry goes to investigate and finds what looks like dirty rags swimming in gray water. Petunia tells him that she's dyeing some of Dudley's old clothes gray for Harry's school uniform. Harry tries not to think about how bad he will look on his first day. Then Vernon and Dudley come into the kitchen, and not long after that, the mail arrives. Vernon makes Harry go and get it, and he ends up finding a letter addressed to Harry. It was addressed to Mr. H. Potter, the cupboard under the stairs in emerald green ink, and had a purple wax seal bearing a coat of arms, a lion, an eagle, a badger, and a snake, surrounding a large letter H. He goes back to the kitchen and gives Vernon the mail, keeping his letter, 
until Dudley notices it and tells his dad, causing Vernon to take it from him. Vernon and Petunia begin to panic when they see the letter. They kick Harry and Dudley out of the room while they discuss what they should do. Harry and Dudley listen at the door while Vernon and Petunia decide that they will just ignore the letter. Later that night, Vernon visits Harry in his cupboard. Harry asks about his letter and is told that Vernon burned it and it was addressed to him by mistake. Harry protests that it had his cupboard on it and Vernon informs him that they decided to move him to Dudley's second bedroom. Harry moves everything in one trip and feels that he would rather have been in the cupboard with the letter. Dudley throws a huge fit about not wanting Harry in the room and for the first time does not get his way. The next morning, Vernon makes Dudley get the mail when it arrives. Dudley shouts that there is another letter for Harry, addressed to Mr. H. Potter, smallest bedroom. There is a mad dash between Vernon and Harry for the letter that Vernon manages to win despite the confused fighting. Harry is sent to his room where he hatches a plan. He gets up super early the next morning to meet the mailman on the corner and get the letter before his uncle can even find out. His plan is ruined when he steps on Vernon's face, who is sleeping on the floor in front of the door. Three letters arrive for Harry that morning and Vernon rips them up and stays home from work to nail up the mail slot. On Friday, 12 more letters arrive forced through whatever openings they could be. Vernon stays home from work again to burn all the letters and board up all the cracks he can find. By Saturday, 24 letters arrive rolled up inside two dozen eggs. Petunia shreds them up and Dudley wonders who wants to talk to Harry so badly. The next day, Vernon is in an oddly good mood. He's convinced that they would have a reprieve from the letters because it is Sunday and there is no post on Sundays. At that moment, 30 to 40 letters come flying out of the fireplace. Vernon snaps and makes everyone pack up some clothes and get in the car. He drives in random directions all day as Dudley complains, until finally stopping at a hotel for the night. The next day, the owner of the hotel asks if any of them are Mr. H. Potter because he has about a hundred of the letters. After some more random driving, more stopping in random places, and more of Dudley complaining, Vernon parks at the coast locks them in the car, and disappears. When he returns, he has a long, thin package, a smile on his face, and insists he found the perfect place. A toothless old man lends them his rowboat, and the family journeys to a broken-down house on a rock out to sea. Vernon is happily convinced that the letters will never find them there, and Harry sadly agrees. Petunia and Vernon take the bedroom, Dudley gets the couch, and Harry is left to sleep on the floor with the thinnest blanket. He watches his birthday tick nearer on Dudley's watch and listens to the sounds of the storm outside. At exactly midnight, boom, at the door. In the movie, the scene starts with an owl flying with a letter. Harry walks down the hall to check the mail and finds a letter addressed to Mr. H. Potter, covered under the stairs, 4 Privet Drive, Little Whinging, Surrey. He takes the mail to the kitchen where we see Aunt Petunia stirring something in a large pot. He hands Uncle Vernon the mail and tries to open his own letter before Dudley snatches it out of his hand and yells, Harry has a letter! Vernon wants to know who would be writing to Harry, then sees the stamp on the back of the envelope and looks worried. The next day, more letters arrive and Vernon tears them up. Harry sadly plays with toys in his cupboard while Uncle Vernon screws the mail slot shut. The next day, even more letters arrive that Uncle Vernon joyfully burns. On Sunday, Vernon is super happy because there's no post on Sundays. As he is in the middle of declaring that there won't be any letters, he gets hit in the face with a letter that comes flying out from the fireplace, followed by hundreds more letters. Harry jumps around trying to grab one and chaos ensues. 
Vernon decides that they are going far away where they can't find us. And Dudley asks, Daddy's gone mad, hasn't he? They go to a scary stormy island. Vernon and Petunia take the bed. Dudley gets the couch and Harry's left with the floor where he is drawing a birthday cake in the dirt. He watches Dudley's watch change to midnight, tells himself to make a wish, and blows out his dirt candles. It is then that we hear a bang, bang, bang on the door. The book chapter starts off letting us know that Harry has a reprieve coming in the form of attending a different school than Dudley in the fall. Yeah, this wasn't actually in the movie, but there was a deleted scene uh, of Dudley posing in his smeltings uniform, his fancy smeltings uniform. Um, and Harry asks if he has to wear that too. And Petunia says, no, you're going to be going to the state school. So is a state school like a public school? Yeah, I actually looked that up and it says that uh, in the United Kingdom, the term state school refers to government funded schools, which provided education free of charge to pupils. Um, in contrast to this, there are fee paying schools such as independent schools and public schools. So what so, we would call a public school in America, they just called state school. And what we call private schools, they call public schools. Exactly. That's interesting and slightly confusing. Very confusing, indeed. <laughs> also in this deleted scene, uh, Petunia shows Harry Dudley's old clothes that she's dying for his uniform, which, which Harry gets kind of ticked off about and says, that'll fit me like bits of old elephant skin. So Petunia gets kind of pissed off and sends him to go in to get the mail. I love that he gets to say bits of old elephant skin because that's actually directly from the book where he thinks it. He sees that she's dying stuff and she's just like, it'll look just like everyone else's. And he's just like, like in his head, I doubt that it's going to look like he's wearing bits of old elephant skin. Which, of course, is our first instance of Sassy Harry. Oh, Sassy Harry. We will definitely be discussing more of Sassy Harry. Yes, it's our first instance, but not the last. That's for certain. But it's interesting that in this deleted scene, Petunia sends him to go get the mail because in the book it was Vernon. who First he tells Dudley to get the mail and Dudley's just like, make Harry get it. So he's like, Harry, go get the mail. And Harry's just like, make Dudley get it. And Vernon goes, Dudley, poke him with your smelting stick. And (laughs) Harry ends up going to get the mail. And I, like, we never really even get to see the smelting stick. Like, I think he may have been holding it in that deleted scene, but it was not in the movie. Yeah, like, he kind of had it, but it wasn't. And they don't really make mention of it. They Whereas, just talk about smelting. It was it was a lovely touch of J.K. Rowling's random hilarity. Uh, she referred to the smelting stick as um, a stick that they carried around used for hitting one another when the teachers weren't looking, and that was supposed to be good training for later in life and yeah and i just i love that little touch it just sounds like it's supposed to be like a like an actual part of the uniform and really it's just something they used to beat the shit out of each other <laughs> good training right there yeah um but yeah so bringing up the bullies of tomorrow today right so <laughs> harry ends up going to get the mail and i believe that's where the movie starts is just yeah that's you, where the you movie see the owl mm-hmm. and you see harry getting the mail yeah where the movie picks up is he just he's walking down the hall and grabs the mail and you see him kind of flipping through it and he gets to the letter the letter the letter the letter yes um and looks at you know kind of looks at it and and doesn't open it in the hallway doesn't, yeah like doesn't see anything weird not about even, not even a little weird not even a little, not even maybe like... Like, it specifically hmm. has an address to the cupboard under the stairs. Yeah. 
But Harry's also never gotten a letter. They mentioned that in the book, that he doesn't even have a library card, so he doesn't even get rude notes for the library <laughs> asking for late books back. But, I mean, that's even more of a reason for him to be like, A letter. Yeah, I've never, I've never had one of these before. I don't know what's going to happen if they know I have this. Well, but he's never had that before, so why would he have thought? Why wouldn't he think? They don't let him have anything. Right, but this was his. Exactly. He's never had anything of his before. He's only had things of Dudley's. Yeah, which is... He's never had any experience with something that was his to be taken away. But I feel that should make him even more... And he's 11. But that should make him even more... Protective of it? Coveting. Yeah, he he would covet it even more and... and... Maybe, but he didn't. But he... (laughs) And had he done that, this would have been a this very different been chapter. A very different chapter. So that's probably why he didn't. Could have saved a lot in gas money and, <laughs> and boat fare and. I was going to say postage, but <laughs> sure that too. I mean, but do you do you need a stamp if you're delivering by? No, owl? that's why I laughed. <laughs> well, I'm just an asshole then, aren't I? Yep. Sometimes Damn, ruining your jokes, right? Uh, another thing that did get omitted from this in the movie is they mention Miss Fig again. Mm-hmm. And no Miss no Fig. Miss Fig. No, Miss, no Miss Fig. No Miss Fig. No Miss Fig for you. Yeah. Um, but in both, Marge did eat a funny Welsh. She did. As we had as our trivia question. So yes. That was a thing. It happened. Mm-hmm. She ate a bad snail. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what they say, you know, never never eat something that carries its house around with it. You never know the last time it's been cleaned. If it's anything like my house, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> You're in my house right now. You yeah. you know that's true. Um, so I thought they did a really good job bringing the letter to life from the book. To the, the my like they described it almost exactly the same except the seal um, the wax seal in the movie, looked more red. It was, yeah, it was definitely and in the red. Book, in the book, it was purple. described as being purple. Mm-hmm. But everything else about it was the pretty green, much the spot em- on. Yeah. The, yeah, the emerald green mm-hmm. lettering and the, even, even just, even just the, the font, yeah. like, just looked magical. It worked. You know what I mean? It, it worked. Just... I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in the book, it was, they mentioned that it was only Vernon who looks at the letter and kind of worries about it, and then he calls Petunia over. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, didn't they have, like, Vernon, Petunia, and Dudley all, like, staring at the letter with they worried kind of looks convert. on his face? Well, yeah. because, yeah, because because Dudley grabs the letter from Harry. So he's already standing over there. Yeah, and he gives it to, he gives it to Vernon, and Vernon... You know, at first he's like, Harry's like, give it back, it's mine. And Vernon's like, like who'd, who'd be, be writing to you? Who'd be writing to you? And at that point, <laughs> like, they all, like, Vernon and Dudley and Petunia all kind of converge together. And yeah, they it was, they're all three it was a nice it. composition of mm-hmm. a shot, um, of a camera shot. But I was a little, I was a little bothered by the fact that Dudley looked concerned. I feel like he still should have looked more con- confused. Because I don't even believe for a minute that... Petunia and Vernon would have told him anything about Harry's oh, no. past. Oh no! Not so at I all. don't think he would have been worried by the letter. I think he would have been confused by it. I don't necessarily think he. I mean, yeah, he he. And curious, I think like that curiosity and confusion should have been there because in the book they both get kicked out of the kitchen and they are just wrestling each other, yeah. trying to listen at the door. 
Because they both really wanted to know what was in it, which that did not happen in the movie. Well, and, you know, the other thing, too, is Dudley's not used to not getting his own way and not being told things that he wants to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is, like, new for him, even. Like, being told no by his... Essentially being told... Not actually being told, but essentially being told no. Like, get out. Go out and go in the other room. We're taking care of this. You need a GTFO. (laughs) (laughs) And so... He's never even had that where he's where he's been kind of yeah. This whole situation should he's have been, been in the dark by choice, right? But not this whole situation should have been very confusing for him. Yeah, and and um, he should have been showing that confusion. He should have been showing curiosity and probably a little bit of his like bag of asshole junior yeah brattery yeah. I'm gonna make up that word for sure. Which I mean, at first he did when he when he grabbed the letter from oh, Harry. Oh, that's totally. But, but after that, it was, he was like, he looked like he was afraid of the letter, and he just, right. that wasn't, he has no reason to be afraid of it. Right, he doesn't know what it is. Yeah. And then in the book, Vernon tries to tell him it was addressed to him by mistake, and Harry's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it had, like, cupboard on it. <laughs> it literally said like, cupboard, it literally under, cupboard the under the stairs. Like, that is not a mistake. And he's like, oh, yeah, about that. Sorry, you got someone else Somebody caught us being an asshole, and we're going to move you to a real bedroom. <gasps> um, that wasn't actually in the movie. I was just reading the subtext. What subtext? That's <laughs> not a thing. What? There's but yeah, that. so in the book, they move him to the second bedroom and yeah. the smallest bedroom, as it's well, of course, uh, Dudley's second bedroom, the, Dudley's second bedroom, mm. and um, that is not something included in the movie. No, we don't see that at all until Chamber of Secrets, which yeah. we'll talk about that. We'll then. talk about that then. Um, but yeah, they don't they don't mention that at all. But they don't necessarily even mention him going back to his cupboard. You don't see him back it, in his yeah, cupboard that's just at it. all either. You know, in the movie, it also shows the repeated arrival of more and more letters as, like, more of a montage. It than... is. Yeah, it is kind of like, more owls, more letters. More owls, more letters. Yeah. And in the book, it does, like, a day-by-day, like, here's some letters. Vernon freaks out and rips them up. Next day, oh, he boards things up. He, like, covers cracks, covers holes, like, keeps yeah. taking time off work. I was saying, he stays home from work, and, yeah. And but in the in the movie it just kind of it, it goes really quick where you think it's like maybe just a day or two really. right and you don't really even you don't get that fun scene of Harry trying to sneak down and stepping on his uncle's face yeah and of like the wrestling match like it is not done to the fullest extent that it could be no because I think he like grabs him by the neck he's like behind him trying to get, stop him from getting into the letter first and the description of it. I, like, I think it's really amusing. The letters also were, like, showing up in random places. The more Vernon started nailing things shut, they were yeah. just, like, getting shoved through cracks in the door or through, like, the window down in the bathroom. And, and then at one point, Petunia finds 24 of them in, like, when she every egg she cracks open. There's another yeah. letter. That was actually a deleted scene, too. That was another one that they that they cut out, which I, I loved. I wish they wouldn't have cut that out, just yeah. because it, it, it... And I remember that deleted scene, and it wasn't even that long. I don't know why no. they couldn't have included it. It was... It was... It was a nice little, like, bit of humor in there where right. you're, just, you're just seeing how far it's going with these letters. Like, I kind of, I almost wonder... Not to mention the magical aspect mm-hmm. of how all of the, like, how did those letters end up inside eggs? Oh, so was like, that like, would have to drive this normal family quite crazy. 
like I almost wonder if it's if that's like an automatic if these letters are enchanted to find their way to the sender no matter what. Or, would, I mean, that would make sense to me. Right. Or if somebody specifically is putting spells on each letter saying, well, this one's going to go in an eggshell and this one's going to go in the door and this one's going to. I'm more inclined to think that it's an automatic thing. Right. That's... I feel like, oh, the, the, every letter that gets destroyed, here's 10 more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. You know, it's a, there's a potter pondering for everyone, for all of our listeners there. What did you think? How did the letters get into the eggs was it one person simply charming each single letter or is that an automatic thing that that the letters can just tell when they haven't been received yeah i'm more inclined to think automatic but we'd love to hear what you think for sure but here's the thing that i'm not understanding all those weird spots that things keep kept the letters kept popping up in the letters were in freaking eggs Okay, not one of them could have just appeared under Harry's pillow. Right. In his bedroom. <laughs> like. It would have made the scene a lot shorter. I get, yeah. Another that thing true. that was in the book that I loved that didn't get to translate itself to the movie is because they moved him bedrooms, the first letter said, the covered smallest, under the stairs. Yeah. The second letter said, smallest bedroom. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like they knew. And I, that's just they another one of those like. And that had to really, like, for Harry, trying so hard to get these letters that his aunt and uncle are doing everything to keep away from him, what on earth did he think right. in these letters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, can you just imagine him, like, sitting in his smallest bedroom going, like, why in the world, like, am I getting, like, what could be in these letters what that's could freaking out my this? uncle yeah. so much? I just, I like to imagine him just being, like... I mean, I've made a Thinking lot of, of weird things happen. I've made a lot of weird things happen. And, you know, my uncle says there's no such thing as magic. And maybe I'm a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> Can't be that. I just, so what do you, what do you like, think? Gee, I've made glass disappear. Right? My hair has grown overnight. Maybe I'm magic. I would absolutely Psh, love. No. I'd love to know Harry's inner monologue about what could possibly be in these letters. And I'm going to make that a Potter pondering. Yeah. I want to know what you think. <laughs> Listeners, what do you think Harry imagined was in this letter before he got to read it? Because right. as much as I joke about him pretending like, I might be a wizard, like, you know that never crossed his mind. He didn't even believe it when he first heard it. He had no clue whatsoever. Right. We'll talk about that a little bit more. What, on earth, what on earth would what cause... Was- Uncle Vernon to stay home from work just to stop him from getting letters, you know? Yeah, I want to know. What do you think? So, also, in both the book and the movie, they end up in that hut on the rock. Mm -hmm. But in the book, they had several other stops. And the letters managed to find them wherever they went, continuing on the specific address. So it went from cupboard under the stairs to smallest bedroom to room 17 Mm -hmm. to hut on the rock. Yeah. And it, like it knew, it knows everywhere, everywhere that they are because magic. Because magic, which I mean, they cut out a lot of that middle part. You go right from the explosion of letters, right? right and to that the was like rock. in the in the book they described the letters out of the fireplace as being like thirty to forty letters. In the yeah. movie, 
it, it was, was like hundreds. It was much more dramatic. Yeah. But it also, because of the other stuff they had cut out, that was clearly meant to be the like peak of Vernon's insanity that drove him to the hut on the rock. Yeah, exactly. And like, you didn't really need to see that they found a random hotel where a hundred letters showed up at. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would have been a nice... I, I feel like... I mean, I'm sure that there are a million book fans out there who would have loved to see that because it was in the book. However, as an actual plot device moving the story forward, it wasn't necessary. And there was something really fun about watching that many letters fly out of the fireplace. Yeah. Which, Although at the same time, you're sitting there going, why are you trying to catch a letter out of the damn yeah, air. Yeah, pick up off the fucking floor, yeah. Harry. Like, what are you doing, man? There's tons of them on the floor. Grab one and run. The hell are you doing? Yeah. And then, when he does finally get a letter and goes a-running, goes back to his cupboard, <laughs> where he doesn't even live technically anymore. Well, he does still In live the movie, he does, yes. Though. But, What like, horror movies have you been watching? <laughs> honestly, why aren't you going out the front door? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just... Because nothing's gonna freak out Vernon more than you thinking him thinking that he, Harry's gonna run out the door and all these letters are gonna follow him. Out yeah, and yeah. people are gonna yeah. see that. <gasps> They're not normal. And, and 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 Vernon has really reached his. Oh, Vernon! Has... Like he's he is he is just tapped yeah. out. He is done. He is Vernon. No longer losing gives any his fucks. shit. He no longer and, gives any fucks. And I believe Dudley says it rather succinctly. Daddy's <laughs> gone mad, hasn't he? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, it culminates at the hundreds of letters coming out of the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And then in the movie, they jump straight to the hut on the rock. Yeah. Yeah. We don't get to see the toothless old man who lends him the rowboat. Yeah, I mean... They just kind of magically appeared on this hut on the rock, you know. Like magic. Like <laughs> magic. I'm, yeah, I don't think that Vernon would have been cool with that. But No. It's fun to think. Yeah. Um, I feel like the scene on the rock stayed pretty true to the book. It did. It did. It, you know, with, with Vernon and Petunia sleeping in the bed, they kind of pan down. You see him sleeping in the bed, and then you see Dudley on the couch. And, and Harry on the floor. With his little dirt cake. I did love the addition of the dirt cake. Yeah. It's like, how fucking sad is that? That he's never had a birthday cake before, so he draws himself one in dirt. How often do you think he's done that? Because I'm going to guess the last nine years. It's entirely possible years. that he's been drawing it in dust. Yeah. In his cupboard under the stairs. Right. So. That's what I was thinking is, is yeah. And you know every year he watches Dudley get oh, yeah. a birthday cake and get to and blow his, out candles and get and his 36 30. or 37 <laughs> presents, depending on which movie or book you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, it, but it ends the same way. Like, it turns midnight, it is officially Harry's birthday, and bang on the door. Yeah. So yeah, um, and... So if you guys want to head over to our Facebook, JKR Podcast, and let us know your answers to our Potter ponderings. First, how did the letters get into the eggs and the fireplace and all the crazy spots that they just showed up? Was it an automatic, was it automatic, like a charm? Or did somebody have to painstakingly enchant each, every single letter and say where it was going? And also, what Harry could possibly have thought was in that letter yeah, please 
please use your imagination. Yes, we would love to put hear yourself some stuff. in Harry's shoes. Yeah. I'd love to know what you think Harry was thinking. All right. And if you know what, if you guys have any Potter ponderings of your own, please share them with us. We would love to bring them up on the show. We'd love to talk about them and and see have what some, we can come yeah, up with. Yeah, have some even. discussions on Facebook. For sure. So if you haven't already, found us on Facebook, find us, like us. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Just Keep Rolling, so you can find us and like us there as well. We are going to be posting new episodes every Friday, so make sure you subscribe so that you can get them as soon as possible. And while you're at it, take a minute to rate and review us, and we'll send you a little something in return. Yeah, I had some stickers made. There's two versions, so you can pick which one you prefer, but one of them says, Bitch is a witch. The other one says, Motherfucker's a wizard. So, review us. Take a screenshot of it. Email it to us at justkeeprolling at gmail.com, and we will get back to you to figure out where to send your sticker. I will post a picture of the two stickers up on Facebook so you can see what they look like. I'm pretty happy with them. So this brings us into this week's Sorting Hat story. We are sharing with you Ashley DeVito's story. She is a Slytherin. Yay! She has a 13-inch vine wand with a dragon heartstring core. And her Patronus is a heron. Ashley writes, I started in the fourth grade, and I don't really remember. It was the growing up with them and the needing to wait for the next one to come out. When I first started reading them, magic was still real for me. As a person in this world, we had power. We moved to California for fifth and sixth grade, and it was a big change. Hogwarts was still always Hogwarts, though. We reread the third book so many times because that was the largest gap in the formative years of needing another book. First was so easy, and they developed as we got older. We jumped around schools almost every year, but could always talk Harry Potter with a new group of people. Hermione was one of the first strong female characters I'd ever seen who valued education and intelligence, and I strongly identified with her. Houses also gave a great framework for self-identification and exploration. I thought I was a Ravenclaw as a kid, and as I grew up, I came to the realization that I'm a Slytherin. Sounds like she wised up and wanted to hang out with a higher caliber of wizard. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? Well, it suits my purposes. Yep, well, she said... I think you know I'm a fan of the Sorting Hat Chats. Just great thoughts on character and values. As a kid, I was into a bunch of fantasy and books. Harry Potter is still relevant and means so much to me because I was able to grow with the story as I gained world experience, not out of it. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. I think that's really sweet. I mean, I was a lot older than her when I got into them, but you can't pretend like 17-year-olds don't still have a lot of growing to do. Well, so yeah. I definitely feel like I grew with the stories as well, and I, I feel like there's just so many messages in it that really can help you grow as a person. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, I mean, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't much older. I was only about a year older than you when I started, so I understand, too. It's, it feels like it was a, three lifetimes ago. Right. You know? And I just think of the, diff- the completely different person I was back then and how it helped mold me into what I am today and brings us to where we are right now doing this podcast for you guys and for ourselves because we're not gonna lie yeah we definitely get a high doing this and (laughs) thank goodness for cut and edit buttons because we try to cut out some of the most ridiculous that would way off topic insanity yes that you probably don't want to hear from us (laughs) but maybe someday we will do a live one where 
it just shines through because we can't edit when it's live. And then we'll lose half of our listeners. <laughs> half of the three that we have so far. <laughs> but for reals, we're so glad that you were here listening to us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, and that that brings us to the trivia question for the week. Ooh, trivia question. What we, we got? We love trivia. Uh, this week's trivia question is, why isn't Hagrid allowed to do magic? You know, strictly speaking. So, if you know the answer, head to our Facebook page. Again, JKR Podcast. Find the corresponding post about it and comment underneath it with the answer and the code word, Pink Umbrella. That's code words, for the record. Code words sounds really weird and awkward to say, so I'm sticking with code word. (laughs) Bonus points if you type out Pink Umbrella as one word to make me write. Wow. Wow. (laughs) As usual... The first person to answer with the correct answer and the code word, the code word, code word, (laughs) we will contact you through Facebook and you will find out about your surprise prize. I'm not going to let it go. Surprise prize for your code word. So we hope to see you on Facebook. We hope to see you on some of our other social media pages. Visit us. Give us a like. Follow us. We'll follow you back. We'll like you back. We like everyone. We do like everyone, especially if you like us. Well, that's not true. We don't like everyone. The Dursleys are a bag of assholes. We don't like the bag of assholes. <laughs> the bags of assholes? The bags of assholes. <laughs> the family of assholes. <laughs> the luggage of assholes. <laughs> the satchels of assholes. The satchels of assholes. <laughs> this has gotten out of hand. So with that... We are going to move on. Just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. Uh, Next week, we will go into chapter four, The Keeper of the Keys, and the corresponding film scenes. Make sure you like, subscribe, and give us a review. Thanks for listening. We hope you hear us again. I'm Katie. I'm Ellen. Until the next time, just just keep keep rolling. rolling.